0: A lot of people just assume there's some switch or something that must turn on to, oh, you're just going to know how to do this. And I say it like, well, if you didn't learn how to speak Spanish when you were growing up, why do you think as an adult, you would know how to speak Spanish? You know, it's still a whole other language and it's a whole other skill set, but it is a skill set. So people that say they're not good with money, you just haven't learned how yet. You know, it's, it's not that you're not good with money. You just haven't had the right directions and the right path and the right person to show you the way to be able to manage it in a way that will you know, take care of your family and reduce your stress and all of that.
1: Welcome to Coaching with Kelly, a podcast that gives you the tools that you need to invest in this season of your life. Join life coach Kelly Tibbetts as she interviews inspiring leaders who help you identify your why, name your strengths, and value your energy, soul, and thoughts. This podcast will help you live a brave, creative, purpose-filled life. Welcome to Coaching with Kelly. I hope our time together today helps you live a brave, creative, purpose-filled life. And my guest today is Jessica Kleine, who is here to share with us a little bit about how important it is to understand our finances and that we have been given the authority to just know that part of our life. I think a lot of us walk through life and we just let money be off to the side. And I'm excited to have some conversation today about what it looks like to just invest in that part of who we are. So
0: Jessica, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be able to talk with you.
1: I'm excited to talk to you. So we met through Facebook. We haven't met in real life um, through a mutual friend, our friend Whitney. Mm -hmm. And then I had the chance to share a little bit of one of my passions, which is couponing. And we got to talk a little bit. So tell us a little bit about you and some of the things that make you excited.
0: Um, So my name is Jessica. You said that already. I ah, the things that make me excited. I have been realizing more and more how much my life is finally falling into place. Like I always pictured it would be, but it looks totally different than I thought it would to get to this point, which is so weird. Um, so I'm happily married. I am a homeschooling mom. We've been homeschooling for six years. So Mm. I do have my kids with me all the time. They are 14 and 10. Um, I'm in the Chicago area. So, you know, nothing too exciting here. It's nice and hot right now. (laughs) So fun. And I'm a coach. Yeah. My daughter just did a tour. Um, has gone
1: east coast to west coast two times in the pandemic, and one of her favorite places to stop is Chicago, just for the pizza. So that's so funny. Oh did. yeah, you cannot
0: have pizza. Sorry, but you can't order pizza any place <laughs> else. Once you've had Chicago pizza, that's that's definitely one of the one of the keepers here. <laughs> yeah, I was so
1: thankful she brought me some home. Well, you know, we want to start and just talk a little bit about um, self awareness. You know, it's one of the key ways of being a great leader is to be self aware. So, have you done any of the personality enneagram? Myers-Briggs disc, any of those things? And if so, what do you I discover have. about yourself?
0: Yeah. So I have the Enneagram is the one I've most recently been digging into a little mm-hmm. bit more. Um, I have not done the strength finders yet, but I do have the book. It's staring at me, yelling at me <laughs> that I haven't done it. Um, and I did a disc assessment a couple of years ago, but I can't, I remember they all tied together. Like they yeah. all over is what I've noticed. And for my Enneagram, based on what I think about myself, I'm pretty sure I'm a five wing six. Mm. Um, and it has been interesting for me because i used to use it as an excuse all these mm. personality tests i would very much box myself in and be like nope that's just the way i'm sorry it's just how yeah. it is my, my personality says this so that's just how it is um and now i've learned you know, through more reading and more learning and seeing other people who use these tools, that it's not a way to box me in. It's a way for me to see the areas where I can improve and I can make changes and I can grow by knowing this information.
1: I love that. Yeah, so I see that a lot. The Thinking Center would serve you in the Mm -hmm. work that you're doing. So, and especially homeschooling, I didn't know you were doing that on top of it. That's absolutely incredible. So, yeah, it's a little crazy. No, no, I think you're just really multi passionate. I love following you on Facebook. I think your group is fantastic. It's really informative and it's engaging. And so the other day, you shared a really interesting picture of how much life had changed um, around the financial situation you're in and from the car to today. But you said these three words I thought were pretty important. You said that when people are working on their finances, they need patience, consistency, and grace. Yes. Why do we need those things?
0: oh we and i'm coming from a place more so from like a women aspect because Mm -hmm. women and men think tend to think differently and feel differently about money um and women we man we we need patience with ourselves in all areas of life Mm -hmm. but especially with money um a lot of us don't realize it took us years and years and years to get where we are so if there's money struggles and there's money issues they're not going to flip overnight And without having that patience to realize it's okay to be where you are, mm-hmm. nothing is wrong, nothing is right. broken, you're here kind of for a reason, you know, you yeah. got to this point, you learned some lessons, you need to have that patience to be able to, um, like, undo and relearn the things that mm-hmm. you just don't know yet. Um, now, in terms of the consistency, that is an area where I help my women with a lot, because A lot of times we'll try something and we'll have a little bit of patience in the beginning, but something won't work. And it happens no matter what, whether it's a new diet, a new workout routine, a new chore schedule, anything, it works real well during that honeymoon period. But then something always happens to, I call it like a test. It's a Mm. test you're trying to level up. And if you don't have that consistency, there's not a way to measure your progress, first of all, and you won't, you won't be able to see the benefits of how far you've gone. Yeah. if you're you're not consistent and kind of wanting to give up right away. Right. Um, and Then again, that leads into the grace aspect. You have to be able to have grace with yourself and be gentle with yourself when you're trying to make changes, especially in an area with money, where there's so much emotion and baggage that's tied up with it.
1: Absolutely amazing. And I think it's, like you said, so true in all the areas of our life. If we could have a little Mm -hmm. more patience, know the value of consistency, and then the grace that comes from, yeah, we're doing the very best we can. And I I love that you had shared that. So, well, my goal in this podcast is I believe that every person was created on purpose for a purpose, and that if we take the time to just invest in this season of our life and invest in our relationships, we start to open up that space that we need to invest in our dreams. What have you done specifically around finance in order to invest in yourself? Are there classes you took, or how did you end up here as a homeschool mom?
0: Um, Oh boy, there have been classes. I'm, as a five, I like all the knowledge. So I to learn so i have shelves and shelves of books and all sorts of things um i don't have a finance background which which is interesting being where i'm at i learned everything kind of by trial and error Mm. i started you know a little over 10 years ago following dave ramsey that's kind of what put me on this path Mm -hmm. even though i veered away from that yes um and i just i started with little tiny investments that didn't hurt Mm. now some backstory I'm a recovering money hoarder is what Mm. I call myself. I am a saver. I'm really good at saving money. Not so good at spending money, which is a problem just as much as the other side. (laughs) And so I would always quote unquote invest in easy ways that really didn't make the changes that I needed. I didn't stretch myself with those investments to be able to stretch into the person that I really, really deep down do I want it to be. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't an started realizing that, you know, books are great. Freebies are great. It's a good way to get your feet wet and get started. But until mm-hmm. I started really making investments in myself a couple of years ago, nothing really changed. You know, yeah. we, we made changes. I, we paid off our household debt, then got back in, but that's another story. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we were able to make changes, but my insides didn't change, mm-hmm. which means the outsides would keep falling back down to where right. they were before. That's amazing. And I,
1: like my path is very similar to yours i until six years ago had never really invested in myself i went to college and i invested Mm -hmm. there but after that but then i discovered um coaching about i don't even know now nine years ago when i got my first coach and since then it's every single time it's time to invest in a new leader a new person to speak into Mm -hmm. my life there's that conversation that goes on and then when i get to the other side i'm always so thankful that i took the time and i invested the resources to right create this version of me so that is so exciting so i love that you Are advocating that other women can do this. There is no special path that you need to be on. So, um, financial literacy is available to all of us, especially today with YouTube and the books and the conferences and all of that. What would be your advice to somebody who wants to advocate for herself in this? So, I think a lot of times, um, not so much the next generation, but people a little bit my age or older might Uh add advocate (laughs) advocate how do i say but they would give up the right to be in charge financially and i even did that in my own marriage and yet when i was leading the church that i was leading i was running a half million dollar budget and learned everything on the job i didn't go and get you know an mba i just Uh had someone train me on how to use quickbooks what would you say for someone who's sitting here and she's realizing yeah i'm ready to take control over my finances what would be one or two steps that you would encourage her to
0: do um first of all just make that decision one mm-hmm. way or another mm-hmm. i am a big fan and and like you said it tends to be the man's job he's the one who you know in a in a uh how do i want more to traditional
1: this? kind of experience correct yeah.
0: you know he's the one who makes money he's the one who quote unquote pays the bills but that wasn't how i grew up like my right. dad was the money maker but my mom was the money manager mm. so i learned relatively quickly that I could still be the one to pay the bills if I'm not the one that makes the money and I was fortunate that my husband was happily willing to give that all over to me when we first got married um so my situation's a little bit different on that side but as I've talked to women there's a lot of women in the same position Mm. where they may bring in some money but they're not necessarily the main breadwinners and they're paying the bills but they this isn't something we're really taught growing up and Mm -hmm. once you become an adult a lot of people just assume there's some switch or something that must turn on that, de- Oh, you're just going to know how to do this. And I say it like, well, if you didn't learn how to speak Spanish when you were growing up, why do you think as an adult you would know how to speak Spanish? Right. You know, it's still a whole other language and it's a whole other skill set, but it is a skill set. So yep. people that say they're not good with money, mm. you just haven't learned how yet. You know, yep. it's, it's not that you're not good with money. You just haven't had the right directions and the right path and the right person to show you the way to be able to manage it in a way that will you know, take care of your family and reduce your stress and all of that. Um, So the first step is obviously just making that decision. Like, Hey, I want to learn more. And then if you are married, you know, to have that conversation with your husband, get yourself involved, make sure the two of you are working together. And at some point, even if he's not willing to give up the reins right away, because I know there's marriages like that, where, you know, there's almost like a, like a waiting period before he's willing to pass it off completely, but make sure you're getting involved. Don't just assume everything is, don't assume that you can't handle it or that you can't do it. Um, and then same thing, just kind of start on the path, find some books, find some people who are where you want to be, and just start to follow them and learn from them. And that's p- part of the point of your Facebook group, I think, is a
1: place where yes. you can be surrounded with other people who are on the same path. So a lot changed last year. You know, I don't know if you were doing in-person seminars and suddenly everything went virtual. What did what changed for you and for your company um, with COVID?
0: Um not a whole lot to be honest. I've always been virtual. Um mm-hmm. when I first I actually launched my business right before COVID hit. So <laughs> um I had planned on doing in-person workshops like local library type yep. stuff. And when COVID hit and everything shut down, I—that was my first chance to be like, okay, so now what? I had worked with a couple of clients that were friends who were local to me, so we did some in person, but some phone calls and stuff. And I started looking more into doing it virtually. Um, and I realized doing it virtually is actually a lot more freeing right. for me and for the client because I can reach more people. It doesn't matter where they live. Um, there's that drive time in between, and you know, I forgot yeah. that paperwork. You know, it's it's a lot easier, uh, quote unquote easier. Um, but I also learned as much as things changed and a lot of people were hurting, there were other people on the other side who didn't know what to do because they were getting like that extra support or the extra help or their husbands were home, but they were still getting paychecks, you know, like things changed and people actually, a lot of the people I talked to had more money and were better Mm -hmm. off because eating out, they weren't spending on entertainment, they weren't spending on gas. So it was an interesting dynamic where on one hand, you're seeing the struggles that, you know, a lot of people were having. It was a hard time. It still is a hard time Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. But then there was this portion of the population, and I was included in that, where life was actually doing pretty good, and our finances were actually almost improving a little bit during that time. But nobody wanted to talk about it because then they felt bad, they felt guilty. Mm. You know, again, all those emotions came up of why am I doing okay when these people are suffering? Right. Um, so it was just an interesting dynamic to see. How much things changed, and to see how aware people started getting with their money finally, yes. which is a big step.
1: <laughs> which was a big step. You know, one of the things that happened for me, I realized, is I didn't notice before we couldn't go anywhere how much emotional buffering I did by going to TJ Maxx and to Target. And losing that, it almost took away the desire to do it once the stores opened up again. And so I think I became a lot more thankful for what I had. I appreciated that I didn't need as many things. And so I haven't really returned to that, like, I don't know, hobby of going shopping for the fun of it. And so I wonder if that's something others will notice. Well, what would be um, one piece of advice? You know, we try to come together just for about 20 minutes. And so mm-hmm. if someone is saying, okay, this year I've pivoted, I've lost my job, but I've found a new job or I've decided to stay home and homeschool my kids. And I'm just finding the space in my life. And I want to take that step and own my own financial literacy. Um, I think of several people that I'm coaching who actually, they're not married. They're young women who are working mm-hmm. multiple jobs, trying to save money, trying to get out of debt. And I think if I could describe one thing that they've done is sort of pull the blanket over their head, because sometimes the amount of student loan is so scary, or it just seems impossible, even when you're throwing all these balls in the air, to find a way to get all of these different bills paid. If someone has just been taking the bills and just leaving them in the closet or not opening the mail, Mm -hmm. and now they feel like they're past fear, like they just don't even know how to begin. Have you worked with anybody like that? And if so, how did you get them back onto the path to this financial freedom? And If you can share the story of the two pictures and the difference that happened in your own life because you weren't always at a place where financially things were going well
0: correct so first step is the scariest part about the numbers is all in your imagination so Mm. the people that are hiding from it that are not looking at the bills that don't want to do it the fear that you have is it's think about a little kid who's scared of the dark and they're Mm. afraid of everything because they don't know what's going on but as soon as you turn on the light it's not that scary. It's not as bad as they thought. Same kind of thing with the bills and the numbers. Yes, the numbers are there. The numbers are probably going to still shock you. But a lot of times your brain is like spinning out of control, mm-hmm. thinking you are so much worse off than you actually are. So that step is really just getting the awareness mm-hmm. of what the numbers the actual that's and that's one of the first exercises I do with my clients. It's an awareness exercise Where's the money going like actual numbers? Don't guess because your brain's mm. gonna overreact. Yeah, what are the actual numbers sit down? Figure it out. What's the money coming in? What's the money going out? How much debt is there and just lay it all out because once you can see the numbers and you can see the data for it It helps to strip away some of that fear and that emotion that yeah. goes along with it mm-hmm. of just the of not knowing where you are right
1: And so you've been in that place before where financially life wasn't easy. Tell me about that. There was a picture of you.
0: (laughs) Yes. So we, um, uh, oh man, I feel like most of my life has been a struggle, um, even though it wasn't, you know, it's again, that fear aspect of, I feel like there's never enough and there's a struggle Mm. in paycheck to paycheck and all of that. Um, And we had, I mean, no, I had a nine to five job. My husband was working and we decided when I had kids, we struggled. You know with infertility issues so once kids came around i wanted to be home hmm. so that was a big shock to the system in a time where it's a lot harder to live on a single income mm-hmm. we had to figure it out because that because of a choice you know mm-hmm. we didn't have to figure that was a choice that i made to do that um so there was there was a lot of struggle and a lot of you know going to the grocery store i remember going to i would always go to the grocery store have my calculator and have a pad of paper with my list mm-hmm. and write down every time i put something in the cart write down how much it was. And then at the end, you know, add it all up. Okay. We have to take stuff off, take some, take some of the things off. Um, Those are like my Aldi cash days where I was trying to rein in the spending um, and take care of all the cash. And it just, it wasn't always easy. Even after we paid off the debt, it still wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. You know, it still wasn't, I remember thinking it was this huge goal. We finally did it. We worked really hard and then feeling very let down.
1: Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. You're still there. Yeah. Your brain is still still there.
0: there. Yes, I. okay. we paid off the debt. We did this great thing. Awesome. But we still felt like we were living paycheck to paycheck. And I could not figure that out until I started, again, investing in myself, digging Mm. into the mindset stuff, realizing that there's an actual part there. That is the part that was holding me back the whole time. So right. over the past couple of years, we've gone from, you know, our bank accounts were about this much. Mm-hmm. Still okay. We weren't broke, but I they averaged about this much money of liquid money. And now two years later, after investing in myself, after taking the time to learn about this and coach myself and coach with other people, um, we average probably five or six times that amount mm-hmm. liquid money in our bank account all the time. Now, that doesn't mean it necessarily came from my business. It 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 was just like an over, over abundance of things that started coming in once my energy shifted and my mindset shifted and my thoughts started shifting, um, everything just kind of falls into place. I'm in 100%
1: agreement. I mean, this is why I want to dedicate the rest of my life to that. I think the work that we do to manage our mind is the most important investment we make because our thoughts literally create our feelings, which then are the reason we have the actions and actions and buffering, including shopping or spending on unnecessary things. So I'm so excited for you that you are out here trying to be an example for other women. You're not starting as someone who said, oh, I've always just been able to pay everything in full and it's no big deal. You started where most of us have started, which is life often is a bit of a financial struggle, no matter how old you are but there are things we can do, and we should always start with the first step, which is us and our thoughts to move us forward. So how can people connect with you? If they wanted to join this Facebook group and learn a little bit more, what would you point them to Yep,
0: Facebook Facebook is definitely the fastest easiest way to get in touch with me they can just send me a message just to my profile um, my Facebook group is called money coaching for mom bosses um, caveat it's not just for moms and not just for bosses um, but it is for women and a lot of my clients and a lot of the women in that group are women who have been struggling paycheck to paycheck at mm-hmm. home so they thought adding a side gig would help except that it's not because they're still right. struggling at home and until they can figure that out the business isn't really gonna go anywhere either um, so that's definitely the best way to get to find me. I have free trainings in there. I have workshops that I've done in there. I have some I have actually a workbook um, that is part of an awareness exercise called Money Leaks that's mm. inside of the file section as well to help people take a look at those numbers when they're afraid and they don't want to. It kind of walks them through step by step what to do.
1: That is so exciting. Well, Jessica, I'm so glad that we met. And I look forward to connecting again. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I hope that people could hear your heart that we are for you. We want to help you invest in this season of your life, help you invest in your relationships, and most importantly, help you invest in your dreams. Thanks for listening to Coaching with Kelly. Join us next time for more conversations on how to truly invest in this season of your life. For more information, or if you would like Kelly Tibbetts to be your life coach, you can find Kelly Tibbetts Life Coach on Facebook, or you can visit kellytibbetts.com.